why won't anyone like my stuff? And what's a social media manager? You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Welcome back, super friends and action takers. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And this is our first ever bonus ode where I sit down and pick the brains of other online entrepreneurs to find out what's actually working in their businesses to turn internet randos into subscribers with benefits. And we are kicking off our bonus ode with Leslie McDermott of the Social Launch and the Social Launch Podcast. Now, Leslie is a social media manager for both local and online businesses. And when I mean local, I mean not like, you know, the super fun vegan bakeries. I'm talking like plumbers and people that deal with furnaces. So really everyday style of businesses. And in this episode, we dive deep into how Leslie actually became a social media manager, what one is, her biggest freebie success and flop, oof, oh, so hard, what she's working on herself as an online entrepreneur, and obviously all things to grow your social media presence, like the two biggest mistakes that you might be making on Facebook, what you should be doing first and foremost before you post anything anywhere, and what social media platforms are really the ones that you should be focusing on for your specific business, particularly if you're wearing all the hats and barely have time to shower. Now, Leslie has a very special gift exclusively for our Inbox Besties listeners, which you can get over at katedoster.com forward slash social launch, whereas also you can get the complete show notes for this episode and all of the links and resources mentioned. One other thing, this was originally filmed over in Facebook Live. Yay! So the audio quality might be a little bit different, but make sure that you head over to katedoster.com forward slash Facebook. Give us a little notification so that way you can catch our next episode live because I make our experts stick around and answer Fewer only questions there. So without further ado, let's get at it. So today we are going to be talking to Leslie McDermott, also of the Social Launch Podcast, which you know that there will be a link to in the show notes as well. And she helps business owners improve their online presence with social media management, training consultant, and website setup. So Leslie really does it all. And she provides her free weekly tips over on her blog, her podcast, The Social Launch, which is fantastic, and her YouTube channel. But I think what I like the most about following Leslie is that her stuff is extremely practical. And you guys know how I am all about actionable tips. And what I especially love about the Social Launch podcast is that her episodes are between like that seven and 12 minute sweet spot because she knows that you are busy. Now, the other thing that I love about Leslie is that she actually has experience with local businesses. So we're not going to go too far deep into that, but I know that a lot of people in the online space just sort of help other online businesses, but she really has the full scope of helping others with actual businesses. So Leslie, thank you very much for being our first guest. And is there anything that we left out of the bio that you would like us to know? No, that was so nice. Thank you. <laughs> I want to know before we dive in, you guys, to this bonus episode, because we have some really juicy tips about how to grow your online presence, 
in 2017 without busting the bank. Because yes. I know that when you are Googling these things, you're getting a lot of old advice. Like, let's just be real. And the markets now, especially online and all the social media platforms, just have so many users vying for eyeballs. It's really tough. So that like how to get your Instagram following that's from even 2015, completely irrelevant now. But I want you to get to know Leslie a little bit better because I know she's great, but I want you to know that she is awesome <laughs> as well. So Leslie, go ahead and tell us how you actually started the social launch business. Hired by a local marketing agency. I actually had reached out. I was on maternity leave, decided I wanted to do something else and reached out to see if I could do volunteer work for this um, agency. And of course she said yes, because who doesn't want free work, right? Yes. Um, so I worked there for a few months for free and then she hired me on full time, but she only hired freelancers. So I had to actually get a business license. So it was almost by accident um, that I started a business um, because I did it to work for this agency. But while I was there, I started experimenting a little bit, went on like Upwork, um, got a few of my own clients and just branched out and that's how it started. So you weren't that kid that was selling like blow pops and lemonade and all of that? Well, actually, cause I listened to Gary B and he said, um, true bread entrepreneurs are people that have been doing it since they were little. And I'm like, well, maybe I'm not. And then I started thinking about when I was little and my sister and I would make, I don't know if you remember like the little French bracelets out of mm -hmm. embroidery thread. Well, we would make those and my aunt had a retail store in our little town and we sold them there. Like we had like our little piece of whatever cardboard <laughs> and our bracelets hanging off and we made like a hundred bucks or something that summer, which is a big deal when you're like nine. That is huge. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love that and how you were just saying you just sort of stumbled into the business thing and you sort of liked it and you kept on going is that why you feel like that you picked to zero in on social media or like why did you think that you landed on that particular business model well i was always into marketing like all my jobs that i enjoyed the best was always in that marketing realm um and then within the past i guess 10 five year something like that it's really expanded to be more social media versus traditional marketing um so i just got more interested in learning more about social media platforms in particular um so i started my own blog started writing about it and i just was fascinated that you could share something on twitter was kind of the first platform that i'm like oh this is mm -hmm. really something um, I shared something and it got like someone liked it and they retweeted it and it started like getting shared and I'm like oh <laughs> this is kind of <laughs> cool and I didn't have to pay anything I didn't have to do anything other than create my own original content and share it so yeah I absolutely love that. Now, as we both know, since we are online marketers, we know that there are a lot of people that sort of have that Instagram life, if you will, where everything is like, you know, all nice and flowy and picture perfect. And we all know that it's not like that entirely in the online space. So before we dive into your great tips, what do you think is the biggest thing that you're struggling with in your business or you have struggled with in the past? And like, really try to like take us back to that or think of a particular story that we can all relate to and be like, yep, that's been me. Um, I think my big thing is not being able to ask, like not promoting myself, which just seems like 
a gross thing, but I don't think it has to be. And I've talked to people about this before and they're like, you don't have to be like a hard salesman. You just have to like build relationships, share value, that kind of thing. But I know that's where I struggle is this selling part. But if you're not making some sales, you don't have a business. So it's, I think it's a huge part of being a business owner, but it's just something that, that I struggle with. Um, so I just had to kind of figure it out in my own way by trying to give more value to people so that I don't feel like I'm selling to people, but that's my big struggle. <laughs> that is a huge struggle for everyone. And I know the people that are watching us on Facebook and definitely the podcast viewers can relate. So I want to ask you just a little bit about that. So have there been any resources or influencers that you've really been following that have sort of given you some tips on selling a little bit more and that sort of gel with more of that, like, I'm a super giver. I hope people just magically throw me money type. <laughs> um, I know I already mentioned them, but Gary V is all about giving value, giving away free content, sharing your tips and whatever with people, not being afraid. Um, Cause I think people worry about sharing too much, then people won't have anything to pay for. But um, I think a lot of times when someone's hiring you or they're buying your course or whatever, they're buying it because they want to support you. You've built that relationship and you've given them so much good information that they're like, well, I want to buy this from them because I love them. And if she's giving away all this for free, then there must be some really juicy stuff in, <laughs> in the paid version. So um, him, um, Marie Forleo gives away good tips. I don't know if you follow her, but she gives away a lot of good advice. I think she might have something about like asking um, about selling. Um, yeah, I think those are the big ones that I listen to. Thank you, Leslie, for just being honest, because so many of us try to be like, oh, like I'm fantastic. Like Gary Vaynerchuk for all of you guys. And there'll be a link to some Ask Gary V episodes, which are really great. And of course, Marie Forleo from Marie Forleo TV. And she has B-School. What exactly does a social media manager do for somebody? Okay. Yeah. So specifically the management portion would, <laughs> someone would hire me to manage all of their platforms. So I have a client that I manage their Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus, which I don't know that's very relevant anymore. Um, so I actually create the graphics for them. Um, for them, I write their blog posts and things, but that's sort of outside the realm of social media management. But the posting to the platform is basically what it is. Um, there's sort of some um, people that say social media management and community management are two different things. I kind of do them both and call it social media management um, because if you're not responding to people, if you're not um, replying and answering questions, then it's not going to be very effective. So I think they kind of have to, you have to have both of those things. So let's just say we watch the social launch the YouTube channel, which we'll have a link to in the show notes. And we've been catching you on a couple of your Facebook lives. And we're like, Leslie, I think that you're super awesome. And I want you to help me with my online presence. So what are some of the things that you would do to with a new client that all of us can either do as a self audit as well? Well, whenever I'm going to start working with someone, I need to know if they want someone to be doing social media for them, or if they want to keep doing it themselves, because um, someone could get like a strategy from me and I just kind of list what platforms you need to be on, um, exactly kind of like 
on Instagram, what hashtags to use, what accounts to watch, that kind of thing. And they take that and do it themselves. Or if they actually don't have the time, they need to hire me to actually do the posts for them on social media. So I need to know that. Um, I need to know what their goals are, which is funny because you have in your Facebook group right now, all the information about goal setting and things like that. But I need to know what their expectations are and what their goals are, whether it's um, getting more event attendees to something that's upcoming or if they want a specific amount of leads. So I need to know that kind of information. Um, but some like someone that's new wanting to improve their online presence, they could do like an audit is a good thing to start with. Um, because I know some people, they start a Twitter account, but then they don't use it for two years or they start an Instagram account, don't use it. So doing an audit, making sure you know all your accounts that you have, which accounts you want to keep active, um, how much time you have to post to all your accounts. And then you want to think of your overall brand. Like you want to keep it consistent across all your social media platforms. So what kind of um, look and message you want to give. That's some places that they can start. I think that Leslie, Leslie brings up some really great points for all of us. And you know, as busy solo entrepreneurs, or maybe you guys are better than we are at delegating to VAs. But the part that I really wanted to drive home is that consistency that Leslie was talking about and really being able to answer questions and ask them as well. Because I myself have been a victim of this, where sometimes I get up on my soapbox on social media and I'm just telling you about stuff, guys, telling you, telling you, telling you. And then we don't actually take the time to interact and ask you questions and get to know each other better. That is a lot. <laughs> and I hope you guys were writing it down though. And of course, we'll always take the notes over for you at katedoster.com. So what you were saying earlier about steps that we can take or what you would take with a new client was you would go ahead and have them do an audit of their social media. So why would you have them go about doing so that? That was for anyone, yeah, any of your listeners. If mm -hmm. it was my client, I would do that myself. But mm -hmm. yeah, for someone, um, it's just to see what platforms you have. If your messaging is consistent across, um, you might want to look at like your header or your cover images to make sure that's consistent that your profile image is consistent just so that you don't have to use the exact same images but that you look the same on twitter as you do on facebook so that if someone goes to your profile they know it's the same brand or business um so it's a consistency thing um you want to see which platform's doing well um so you want to take a look at your analytics and see if people are actually engaging with your posts um, if people are sharing your content and that kind of thing. So it's just to sort of get a baseline to start out with. So let's just dive in a little bit deeper there. So how would we actually go about figuring out which platform we should focus on? So, um, so for anyone that has very limited time for mm -hmm. most businesses, I would say if you can only be on one platform, I recommend Facebook just because it's that all encompassing platform. There's so many opportunities with targeting ads, spending like a small amount and reaching more people. So I find Facebook's fairly effective for most businesses. Um, if you're in kind of a different industry, like I live in Sudbury and there's a lot of mining companies, Facebook maybe won't work the greatest for you if you're selling these huge 
um, machines and that kind of thing, you might be better on LinkedIn. But for the most part, I think Facebook is good if you can only do one platform. Um, Twitter is great if you actually have the time to spend and interact with people. So if you're looking to get maybe more media coverage or you want to interact with larger influencers, Twitter is a great place to be, but you have to actually spend time to be um, answering people and tweeting back and sharing content and that kind of thing. Instagram is a huge platform and I think it has a lot of um, great opportunities for businesses. Um, it's a very visual platform, but that doesn't mean it's limited to people that just have a visual product. Like it's not just for artists or pretty furniture and that kind of thing. Um, you can share your services in a creative visual way, um, but it's just has a good opportunity because the, um, using hashtags, so it's highly searchable. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity, but it is skewed a little bit lower, like um, age wise, it's a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. um, so it just kind of depends, I think, how much time you have to spend. Um, Pinterest is another one that I've started spending a little bit more time with just because some of the big bloggers that I follow, they get a large majority of their website traffic from, from Pinterest. So if you're someone who's spending a lot of time creating your own content, I think Pinterest gives you a good opportunity to get more eyes on your content and more website traffic. Um, so I think it just depends on a few different variables. Yeah, I agree. Social media it is indeed a beast. So you're still thinking that in 2017, if I am a small business owner and that I should either really be focusing on Facebook or Instagram, or which one do you think that they showed or like a mixture of both? How do you feel about that? You might need to test them out. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have the time to spend on Facebook and Instagram, I think they're both a great opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it, de it sometimes depends. You could, um, depending on the city or the hashtags you're using or um, the way that you're interacting with people on Instagram, Instagram could work better for you than Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, with Instagram, you can write like micro blogs. So you can be giving information, sharing it with that really great visual. Um, so I think sometimes it's a little bit of testing. You might think Facebook works better, but once you actually look at if your website's set up with Google Analytics, which I highly recommend um, being able to track that traffic, mm -hmm. um, because then you can actually see you're getting more traffic from Instagram. People are staying on your website longer you're getting more conversions or whatever. So I think it is a little bit of testing. I know that's not giving you a hard answer, but mm -hmm. that's the best as I can do. No, everybody, everybody knows that I am exactly the same way. So let's just go ahead and we'll just talk about Facebook really quick. And then Liz is going to open up her bag of tools and tell us what tools you need to be using for social media, which I'm very excited about. We're also going to hear about her inbox journey as well. So hang on tight for that one. So what are, let's rephrase this. What are maybe two big mistakes that you see businesses, regardless of what they are making on Facebook, and then two tips that we should be utilizing on Facebook? Don't do that. I think um, thinking that you'll see results really quickly. I'm not saying it can't happen, but I think that it does take some time to build up the, that momentum. Um, the next biggest mistake is stopping. So 
if you don't see any results and then you just stop and then six months goes goes by people go to your facebook page and they see you haven't posted in six months i would just think has the business gone under or i don't know because i've went to pages before and they're not replying to their comments they have lots of um different visitor posts and there's no response and i that makes me wonder why they're not responding so i think making sure that you stay consistent and then just knowing that it takes a bit of time before you start seeing big results even for me i mean i'm just starting out i don't have a huge facebook page and it just takes time to figure out what really resonates with your audience what people like seeing from you um so just being and being consistent do you think that likes really matter or is it just sort of like a so like what do you feel the like conversation well i just think it's funny because on instagram for example i only have not only but i have a smaller instagram account not even 500 people but i mean 500 people that's still a lot of people yeah think um, about that in a room guys that's what i tell them with email yeah. it's like can you imagine having like 500 people just looking at you being like what's up <laughs> yeah um and i've seen accounts that they have maybe 10,000 people and i compare how many comments i get to that account or how many likes on a photo and it's comparable so i think well if a 400 person accounts getting the same amount of engagement as a 10,000 person account i don't think the total number of people maybe does matter i don't know well we're definitely going to put a link to your instagram account so we can uh <laughs> hashtag stalk you um and that's going to be at the show notes as well it's at leslie mcdermott right like it's your name um no it's it? the, the social, social launch. launch yeah the social launch. so at social launch everyone and there'll be a link in the show notes as well i really love her instagram stories i think that she does a fantastic <laughs> job on there and that's another huge benefit to using instagram is using your instagram stories because it's another way to reach people people will see it up at the top and then they can click into your bio. So I think Instagram is just a really interesting way to engage with people. Yeah. I know I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Now, I know that you only got one link on Instagram. So do you feel for that one? I know it's a little baited because it's me, but do you feel like that should be a link to your landing page or to your website? Or how do you think that people should utilize that one link? I think or change should... it up. <laughs> yeah. I think you should change it up. I probably don't change it up as much as I should, but I think it should direct people to wherever you're needing that attention. Um, so if you are launching a podcast and that's where you want most of the people to be directed to, I think you should be directing people to your podcast. But if you just launched um, a new product or something on your Etsy shop or whatever, then you should be guiding people there. So I think it's whatever is the most relevant thing where you want that attention is where you should be guiding people. So it might, it might change up every week. Excellent. Yeah. So I just realized we just want to backtrack just for a second. So what exactly is an Instagram story? Like, what is it like written? Is it like photos? Like what, what is an Instagram story? Yeah. So it's just, it's um, basically Snapchat within Instagram, but <laughs> it's giving um, people more of a behind the scenes, like Instagram's very visual. You want it to be um, like a prof more of a professional shot, I think. Not saying that everything has to be perfect, but 
it's just more visual, whereas your story can be a little bit more raw. It doesn't have to be so perfect. You can be um, talking to the camera, so you could be doing three different um, sections of video giving maybe a tip or talking about a cool new product that's coming or you could be asking people for input. Um, I know I've asked questions and then, and then I get messages back with people giving their input, which is a cool way to get really quick answers to questions. Um, but you can also just take a picture of a black screen and just type text and give people tips or tell people to have a great day. Like it's just, it's really open to being creative. I can literally hear pens running out of ink everywhere um, for all of the golden nuggets that you're just dropping, especially with great things that really all of us, even if we don't have a visual business can be posting on Instagram. Since honestly, like Gary Vaynerchuk that we had mentioned a lot, he always talks about feel where the attention is. So even as we do like behind the scenes, like I'm just now putting up a blog post or we're just doing a Facebook live or something like that. So I really think that Facebook or me, Instagram stories sort of takes like that perfection out of all of it. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be live. So I think it can ease people into video just a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's God. a good way to practice this because I didn't like being on video either, but you're doing such short little clips that it gets you it gets you used to seeing your own face on the camera. It gets used to like, it's just so quick and easy that it's, it is a good practice. Um, yeah, I've seen Amy Schmittauer, which I know you like her too. She'll do a little clip of her um, making her YouTube video from private to um, public or whatever. So she does sort of like, look what I'm doing. Or she does clips of her dog, Lucy, or behind the scenes of her engagement photo shoot. So you really start to get to know who she is outside of her giving great video tips. You really get to know her. Yeah. I like that a lot. So let's go ahead and dive in because we all like our text and apps. So what would you say are probably like your three go-to apps when it comes to social media, whether it's creating posts or scheduling posts, what are like the three that you think that people should be checking out to save them time and effort? Um, well, if you're doing your own social media management, I think you need to have a really good graphics app. So I <laughs> use the almighty Canva. I think so many people know about Canva and use it. Um, but it just depends on your preference. You might enjoy relay better. There's that relay, um, which does good mock-ups for graphics. Um, mm -hmm. I really like Promo Republic because you can create images, but they give you ideas for what to post. So okay. I think you have a good, yeah, I think you have to have a good graphic um, creation app. Um, then some sort of, if you are creating videos, um, having some sort of editing program, I think is useful. I use Filmora for my actual videos. And it's really easy. It's only like, I think $60 for the year. So it's affordable. Um, Very much so. Yeah. Um, but I know other people use like iMovie or there's other um, video editors, but I just like Filmora. Um, and then a scheduler helps you save time and it helps you be consistent. So mm -hmm. I usually recommend Hootsuite, which I know some people don't like it, but I just find it's affordable for people. You can test it out, see if you actually use it before you spend money on a really expensive scheduler. And if you're only on Facebook, just use a Facebook scheduler because then you can see how many posts you have scheduled. 
and you can go in and edit them and whatever. But so I know myself, like I didn't even realize that you could schedule right from your Facebook business page. So let's just be really clear. Right. Business page or like page. You can't do this for your personal page, but for your business page, you can actually schedule stuff out so that way you don't have to worry about it. It's one thing off of your plate. Now let's go ahead and move into your inbox journey. So Again, I always like to show the yin and the yang, the both sides of the coin here. So I would love to hear about not only your most successful in your eyes, opt-in gift that you've had or list building strategy, and the one that you were just like, what what gives? Like, it's just, it didn't work because we've all been there. I myself have gone through a gajillion freebies. So I would just love to help get everyone else's juices percolating. Hmm. So I created, um, it was the ultimate guide to social media. Um, yes, the link is in your thing that you just dropped. Mm -hmm. um, for that people that are watching this live guys, but don't worry, podcast listeners, I've got a link in the show notes for you. Yes. So you're cool. <laughs> um, which worked well because I think it aligned with my business. I give social media tips. So it's a guide for someone to go read more about, um, successful social media and how to actually, um, worked different social media platforms and that kind of thing so that one's worked well um one that flopped i had one i still have it on a blog post but it was about more about website tips which got a couple people interested in it but i didn't promote it very much it doesn't really align with social media i think they kind of go hand in hand but i think people that are reading or watching me want more social media tips not so much website tips so that one did not work so well, but I don't think it was aligned to my business, which is probably the problem. Um, and I didn't promote it very well. So <laughs> I, I absolutely love all of this. And I know you guys, especially when listen to episode number five, which will be linked in the show notes and episode number four about actually growing your email list to get your first 517 email subscribers. When we were talking about that, we were talking about like the example of like the health coach, how if somebody is looking to your website for recipes, but then you offer a content upgrade or a freebie about exercise, it doesn't always align. Right. And again, just like Leslie thought, like she with that, hey, part of an online presence is making sure that your website is tip top. But really they just wanted to know like, how do I get people on my Instagram? How do I get people to look at my Facebook? What should I be posting? And speaking actually guys, of what you need to be posting on social media. I'm also gonna include a link in the show notes to what I think is a great article that Leslie has over at thesociallaunch.com. And that is her 50 creative social media post ideas. So this is 50 things if you're like, oh my goodness, like what do I even post on these things? I mean, obviously you can hire Leslie and she'll take care of it for you. But <laughs> while you're working up to the point where you can hire her, definitely go ahead and take a look at that. And we will have a link for those 50 creative social media blog, excuse me, social media post ideas in the show notes as well, because that's a really great one. So I've got just a couple more questions before we wrap up and you have any final words for our inbox besties listeners. And that is one of the biggest struggles that myself and a lot of solo entrepreneurs have and bloggers, especially when they're fresh baked, is actually how do they get eyeballs and signups on their stuff. So I would love to know what is really working for you right now as a small business owner and what's worked in the past, but what's really like your main driver of traffic? Um, so I do get organic Google search, I think because I have been write, like writing blogs consistently 
um, for several years. So I just think something that I've written a couple years ago is ranking and people are finding me that way. So I think that's one thing, but definitely Facebook and Twitter drive a lot of traffic. Twitter more recently because I started using um, Q Promote, which you can promote your content, people share it and that kind of thing. Um, but I think Facebook, just because I am creating content and sharing it on social media. So I write a blog post and I share it, but I don't just share it once, I share it more than once. And I'll share old blog posts as well. Even if I wrote them a year ago, if it's still relevant, like something like the creative social media post ideas, it's still relevant. If it was something to do with like Twitter updates, I won't share that again because it's not an evergreen um, article, but I think people don't share their stuff enough times or you could um, repurpose it in some way, like do a video about it and then direct people to your blog and say you have more tips at this at this blog post. So I think that's a good way to drive more traffic to your website and then asking people to sign up for your email freebie or whatever you have that aligns with that blog post. I I love it. It's just like, I, I'd make her drop the mic, but we're not going to do that because <laughs> we, we, we love our equipment here on Inbox Besties. So where can our Inbox Besties, besties get more Leslie into their life? Um, well, depending on what medium you like, but if you're listening to the podcast, I'm assuming you like podcasts, you can look at the Social Launch podcast. Um, and I do video tutorials on YouTube. So that's more if you're needing to know how to schedule on Facebook <laughs> will be the next video if I don't have that already. Um, yeah, or Facebook. I post a lot of things there as well. I'm on most social media platforms. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, word on the street is that you actually have a free gift for our inbox besties besties to help get their social media presence house, if you will, in order. So where can they go ahead and grab that? Um, I think that I give you the link. Yes. Um, it's on my website, um, but it's an ultimate social media guide. It will have in, um, in there, there's like a content calendar, a strategy that people can download. So it has all of sort of the organizational things you need to get set up for success on social media. And yeah, people should let me know if they like it. And yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> Give her a tweet, everybody. She'll answer <laughs> or answer on her Instagram stories. Like I said, I personally put Leslie on Instagram and it's probably my favorite place to interact with her. No offense <laughs> to all of your other great social media platforms, people. But do you have any last parting words for our solo entrepreneur? Maybe they're just starting or they've been at this for, you know, a couple of years now, but things just aren't really going the way that they hoped they would or the way that everyone else seems to make it seem like that's happening on the online space. I just think try not to get frustrated if you have small results um, because like social media is not the be all end all. I think that it amplifies all your other efforts like networking and actually going out and visiting, seeing people one-on-one -on -one in person. Um, so I think social media can amplify that. It helps get your message to more people, but it doesn't replace everything else. Um, and I just think that, um, and I know that you're all about the email list. So this is not just, I'm not just saying this, but I think it's really important that you are building up your email list. I have a very small list, but, um, when I went to, um, launch a course that I did, 
and I posted it on social media, but I sent it out to my email list. That's where I got a sale. And I say a sale because I didn't get like millions of dollars of sales, <clears throat> but I know <laughs> gasp, right? Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, this person bought it. They were on my email list, but I had been in contact with them. I had like nurtured that relationship. And so that's, I think, why they bought was from my email list. So I think having that email list is so important, even if it's a small list, just being consistent, giving away good value on your email newsletter and yeah, just keep going. Even if you have small results, it's better than no results. That was literally a mic drop that you heard at the end of my interview with Leslie. And I know I tried to keep these episodes short and tight and to the point, but she had so many golden nuggets. I just couldn't cut anything, to be honest with you. So we learned about what a social media manager actually does and how you can be your own for the time being. The keys is that you want to be consistent and you want to actually communicate with people on your platform of choice. So how do you choose your platform, of course? Well, go where it makes the most logical sense. As she was talking about in the interview, since she's dealing with people that have to deal with like mining equipment, it really doesn't make much sense to be hanging out on Instagram or Facebook that much because the people who make that purchasing decision are LinkedIn. So that's where you want to spend most of your time. Now, the other thing that Leslie did mention is that when a lot of people either Google yourself or your business, your Facebook business page might pop up. So I say that you should probably think of posting there just twice a week and don't stress yourself out. You're only looking for eight whole posts a month. And I've linked to in the show notes to the video that Leslie has that shows you click by click how to schedule your post on your Facebook business page. And of course, if you have no idea what to post, definitely make sure you get today's freebie from Leslie, the ultimate guide to social media from business. Not only does she tell you how to be remembered, how to measure your results, to know if the platform you're in is a dud or not, if you should move on. She also gives you a whole bunch of tools and suggestions on what you can post so you can be active in your spare time. Like this guide, seriously, I'm looking at it right now, guys. It is complete and utter gold. I really love the section on how to be remembered and how to set up systems and processes so that way you can actually do your social media on autopilot. So that is it for our first ever bonus of an episode. If you would ever like to be a guest on the show or suggest somebody who you think needs to get in the hot seat, go ahead and drop me a line over at Twitter at Kate Doster. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And for even more free value-soaked resources and a community of online entrepreneurs that actually get it, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash group to unlock your free membership to the Super Friends secret layer. And if you were one of my action takers listening over here on iTunes, thanks. Make sure that you leave a rating and review before you leave. I know it seems teeny tiny, but it makes a big world of difference in me being able to provide you with more dangerously practical tips and tricks for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. Later days.